Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, friend. Welcome to Foul Play. Thank you for joining us on this two-part series. Early Winter 2005 The weather was pleasant enough that a local power company worker was taking his sweet time driving by the empty lots of an up-and-coming cul-de-sac in Florida. That was when he saw her. Ina Bunitska a 21-year-old Ukrainian woman, face down in the mud among bushes, beaten and bloodied. Upon waking her up, he quickly learned she had absolutely no memory of what happened. That was before she passed out again, and he called an ambulance. Soon after, Ina was taken to the Jackson Memorial Hospital, where she was stabilized and regain consciousness. As she came to in the trauma ward, her memories were hazy, but the evidence on her body spoke volumes. She had been brutally assaulted, raped, and abandoned to die. Her head sustained major trauma from forceful blows, and the bones surrounding her right eye were crushed Overcome with fear and disorientation, she struggled to even speak in her native tongue, and her speech pattern was difficult to decipher, but she managed to communicate one thing clearly. She wanted a lawyer. This was an odd request to make, and even more so when you consider that this is the very first thing she asked for after regaining consciousness. This peculiar detail would raise suspicions amongst detectives, who wondered if the Ukraine woman had become entwined in something suspicious. While not suspicious, Ina certainly was entangled in a messy situation. Let's go back a few days. When Ina severely injured her finger while on duty, she worked for a cruise ship line and her employers put her up in a room in the airport Regency Hotel to heal and recover. The hotel was a sleek and efficient establishment located near major airports, catering to travellers in need of rest during lengthy journeys. This hotel was eight miles from where she was found by the power company worker. The airport Regency Hotel had been her home away from home for several months. In February 2005, she returned to the hotel at 3.41am. The next thing Ina knew a power company worker was waking her up at 8.30am in the middle of a construction site 
his concerned face making it clear that something terrible had happened. Ina Budnistka claimed that the attack had happened in her room on the fourth floor. She described her assailants as two or three white men with accents she perceived as Hispanic, although she couldn't be sure. She recalled one man forcing a pillow onto her face and forcing her to consume a potent alcoholic beverage. Her fragmented memories were like pieces of a horrifying nightmare, being held up or carried, flung over a man's shoulder as he descended a staircase, savagely abused in the back seat of a car and begging for her life. The vivid, barbaric scenes provided no solid leads. When Ina's lawyer promptly filed a lawsuit against the hotel for negligence, targeting potential lucrative corporate entities, detectives grew more suspicious. Ina didn't behave like a typical victim of sexual assault. Could this be an elaborate con? Regardless, detectives were on the case. Police detectives exhaustively searched Ina's hotel room for clues, questioned hotel staff, examined footage from every security camera on the morning of the incident, and scrutinized the guest list. With 174 rooms and a constant flow of guests, it would take months of full-time work to investigate everyone. A daunting task for a police department operating in a high-crime area like Miami-Dade. With no solid leads and questions growing by the day, the Sex Crimes Unit eventually set the case file aside and moved on. But Alan Foote, the detective assigned to the case, wasn't ready to give up. Meanwhile, Ina filed a multi-million dollar lawsuit against the hotel, alleging insufficient security, denying any misconduct the hotel employed its own private investigator named Ken Brennan to examine her claims and find out what really happened that night. Foote wasn't exactly thrilled about having a private investigator meddling in his case. Brennan was a quintessential middle-aged detective, sporting a deep tan and gray hair. A friendly, talkative man with a distinctive Long Island accent. He quickly assessed people with a healthy dose of New York bravado. His forthright demeanor made it easy to determine if he liked you or not. Brennan made it a point to stay up front with his clients, promising to uncover the truth without any bias. Although he was glad when his findings benefited his clients, Winning lawsuits wasn't his primary motivation. The mystery itself was what truly captivated him. And in this particular case, the objective was clear. Identify the person or persons responsible for causing what might have been Ina's most traumatic night. Did the attack occur at the hotel? Or had she ventured out? and encountered her attackers somewhere else. Was she an innocent victim or involved with a criminal organization? Could she have been a sex worker? Or was she somehow implicated in the crime? The case posed numerous questions, 
with very few answers. Hey, it's good old boy Mike. This is good old boy Dave. From Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Sips, Suds, and Smokes covers wine, tea, coffee, distilled spirits, whiskey, scotch, beer, cigars. People whose first name starts with Q. Bad fake British accents. And we always take time to make fun of the people of Alabama. Banned once again. It's a one-hour episode that's mildly entertaining for about 22 minutes. I think mildly would be a vast improvement. Well, we do have the only beer show with the Holy Man. We talk about these products and rate them with our unique rating system, like our Suds 5 rating. Do you really have something better to do with your life for an hour than actually listen to this show? What will make them think about it? Well, join us on this radio station, podcast network, or via our Android app. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery holding up? Mine's been draining lately, consumed by the darkness of true crime tales. But amidst the shadows, it's crucial to remember to prioritize our mental well-being. Just like unraveling a twisted plot, therapy helps me untangle the knots in my mind. It's about gaining clarity, finding strength, and reclaiming control over your life. Considering therapy, BetterHelp offers a lifeline in the darkness. It's completely online, giving you the freedom to seek help in your own terms. And with a simple questionnaire, you can be matched with a licensed therapist who understands your unique struggles. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash foul today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash foul, F-O-U-L. Brennan introduced himself to Detective Foote at the Miami-Dade Police Sex Crimes Unit offices. Foot, with his long strawberry blonde hair and bushy blonde moustache, appeared to be of a similar age to Brennan. The two quickly recognised each other as part of the same brotherhood and established a rapport. Brennan candidly told Foot, quote, There's no way you can fully investigate this case. End quote. He proposed that he would carry the investigation forward without overstepping Foot's authority or interfering with his work. If Brennan discovered the perpetrator, Foote would get the credit for the arrest. Seeing the logic in Brennan's proposition, Foote shared the contents of his file, including crime scene photos, hotel security footage, and the victim's statement. Despite Ina's hazy memory and the lack of evidence, Brennan took on the case with a meticulous approach. He began by scrutinising the hotel security system and footage to identify any suspicious activity. And one by one, he eliminated potential suspects based on their movements within the hotel, paying close attention to anyone behaving nervously or erratically. As Brennan went deeper into the investigation, he uncovered something that might have been far more useful than he thought. Ina had a lawsuit against her cruise line employers. When asked about it, Ina stated... Quote, I didn't know nobody. I was alone up here. So the only person who I knew, that was my attorney. End quote. She also gave an account of her actions on the night of the incident. 
She had gone to a restaurant in Coconut Grove, Florida with a friend and returned alone in a taxi just past midnight. Security footage showed her leaving the hotel at 3.33am to purchase a phone card to call her mother in Ukraine. She returned exactly seven minutes later at 3.40am and she was in the elevator by 3.41. That was the last time the hotel cameras saw her. She could recall only that much. So the events between the elevator and the bushes remained a mystery. The hotel's night manager, George Perez, who held a master key to all rooms, caught the investigator's attention as he appeared on the hotel surveillance video, conversing with Ina at the front desk multiple times, according to Detective Foote. At 2.16 a.m., there was an odd interaction. Perez left the front desk unattended and entered the elevator with Ina. He later returned to the desk after about 15 minutes, alone. At first, the manager told Foote he was just helping her to her room because she was rather drunk when she returned to the hotel. But when pressed further, he revealed that he knew her outside of work and was conversing with her. With the discovery that Ina had not just been abducted, but also sexually assaulted. DNA samples were taken from Perez and another friend of Ina's, Peter Demolis. Slowly, Ina also started recalling more details about the attack, filling in the gaps between her last appearance on the elevator cameras and being discovered in the bushes at the cul-de-sac. But she could only remember fragments The detectives even say she tried hypnosis therapy to sharpen her memory. But the only thing she could recall was being carried down a back staircase, put into a car, driven to an unknown location, and sexually assaulted in the rear seat while, quote, someone laughed. (laughs) But there was no surveillance footage to confirm this claim. And it only frustrated Brennan and foot. There was nothing wrong with the cameras. In fact, they had found practically everything there was to find to paint a picture of Ina. Ina was vividly captured on the surveillance footage, wearing a striking red, bulky coat, and her blonde hair cascading to her shoulders. Having stayed in the hotel for an extended period, she appeared restless and was often seen going to the lobby to converse with hotel employees and patrons or to step out for a cigarette break. The cameras documented each and every one of her excursions. It just didn't add up. They suspected that Ina knew more than she was letting on. Similar to many hotels, the airport regency used a keycard security system that recorded each time a guest used their key to access a room. As established, security cameras last captured Ina, entering the elevator at 3.41am. But oddly enough, there was a key swipe at her door at 3.58am, a full 17 minutes after she was seen last. What happened? 
A lobby camera captured her re-entering the hotel and traversing the lobby area before boarding the elevator at 3.41am. And right after her, a tall black man entered as well, and the two had a brief chat. She entered her room 17 minutes later, which sparked numerous conjectures about her whereabouts during that period. But Ina couldn't recall anything other than heading straight to her room. Brennan examined the elevator camera's clock and discovered it was over 20 minutes slower than the computer clock that recorded the key swipes, so that small mystery had an explanation. But it still didn't explain why, after entering the elevator, no other camera in the building had caught her. The surveillance cameras functioned flawlessly. They weren't continuously on, but they could be easily triggered with motion sensors. The Miami-Dade detectives had attempted to outsmart the motion detectors by moving very slowly or approaching from unseen angles, but their efforts were unsuccessful. Regardless of their pace or chosen approach, the cameras reliably turned on and captured them every single time. So how did they miss Ina? Hey guys, if you're looking for your next binge-worthy podcast and you like your true crime light on the gore, then you should check out our show, Moms and Mysteries, a true crime podcast hosted by myself, Mandy, and my dear friend, Melissa. Some of our recent episodes include the separate but equally intriguing murders of brothers Robert and Andrew Kissel, the Valentine's Day murder of professional bodybuilder Ray McNeil, and a story that's close to our hearts about Jared Bridegan, a man who was ambushed and shot to death in front of his two-year-old daughter. Each Tuesday, we give our take on a new true crime story, balancing our delivery of facts and levity while still giving the stories the respect they deserve and making you feel like you're a part of our conversation. Moms and Mysteries was formerly known as Moms and Murder, but we still cover both the lesser known and the more familiar stories, and there are over 250 episodes to binge, so you can get started right now. Search Moms and Mysteries on your favorite podcast app and subscribe now so you never miss a new episode. Looking for a new way to unwind after a long day? Say hello to Recess Mood, a healthier alternative that keeps your evenings light and your spirit high. With Recess Mood, you get the pleasure without the guilt. Made with real fruit and infused with mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, Recess Mood lets you relax without alcohol or hangovers. It's just 20 calories per can, has no added sugar, and comes in four delightful flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. I've tried these myself, and whether I'm chilling at home or need a moment during downtime chaos, Recess Mood is my go-to refreshment. It's truly a guilt-free way to unwind. And now there's something special for all our listeners. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com shane and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 
One theory suggested that she had exited through her fourth floor window. If that were the case, someone would need to have dropped her out the window, likely unconscious, into the bushes below, before exiting the hotel and walking around to collect her. But Ina had no signs of injuries that would indicate she had fallen from a window or landed into bushes. The police have meticulously inspected them for any indication of disruption. And while it was possible that with multiple people, she had been gently lowered into someone's grasp without disturbing the bushes or causing injuries, Brennan realized that these explanations were becoming more and more far-fetched. Sexual offenses are not usually carefully planned and committed by resolute groups attackers equipped with cushioned ropes to lower victims from fourth floor windows. So, unless the crime had been committed by a team of illusionists, Brennan concluded that the victim must have come down in the elevator to the lobby and exited through the main entrance, just without being seen, which would have been a magic trick too. So, only one explanation remained. She had to have put on a disguise, a really good one, to leave the hotel undetected and somehow had lost all memory of it. If she wasn't lying, that is. Brennan examined the footage once again, going through it with a fine-tooth comb. He took care to account for every entrance and exit. Each time a person or group arrived, The camera above the front door documented it. Moments later, the lobby cameras would capture the arrivals, followed soon by the elevator cameras. Room key records would document the guests entering their rooms, and those departing were recorded in reverse order, elevator, lobby and front door. Parking lot cameras tracked cars coming and going. Brennan methodically eliminated numerous potential suspects based on their paths, If someone had left the hotel before Ina re-entered her room and did not return, there was no way they could have attacked her, so these individuals were ruled out. Those who entered and were not seen leaving were also excluded. As were anyone exiting the hotel without a bag or carrying only a small bag. Brennan did not dismiss anyone without a valid reason, including women or families. He vigilantly observed any indications of nervous or erratic behaviour. And through this thorough process, ultimately led him to a single suspect. The man seen entering the elevator behind Ina at 3.41am. He was a tall, broad-shouldered black man wearing glasses, standing at least 6 foot 4 inches and weighing over 300 pounds. He and Ina as Brennan and Foote saw earlier, engaged in a conversation. Last time, Brennan stopped watching it after confirming Ina's presence at the hotel, but this time he kept watching the footage, and it turned out to be the key to the entire mystery. Less than two hours later, at 5.28am, the same tall man exited the elevator into the lobby pulling a wheeled suitcase behind him. The camera above the front door 
recorded him casually strolling with a suitcase toward the parking lot. He returned less than an hour later, just before daybreak, without the bag. He re-entered the elevator and headed upstairs to his room. And the question arose, why would a man remove his luggage from an airport hotel early in the morning when he wasn't checking out and then returned to his room within the hour without it? The answer to this question would lead the detectives down a path they hadn't anticipated, uncovering a web of lies and a mess of horrors. Be sure to join us next week for part two in this series. Thank you for listening. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.